Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Wednesday, April 27th, and today in the Edmonton area, we are going to have a high of eight degrees and lots of rain. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yes, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we are broadcasting live as we do every morning on the Podbean app. Um, the only live real estate investing morning show? You sound not quite sure. I'm claiming it. <laughs> you know, claiming it just like the Guinness thing. You know, you got to claim it first. You become the first one. It's kind of like Mount Everest. Well, it's not your app. No, first, the first real estate investing live oh, show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Morning, morning show every day. 100%. Kathleen asked why I'm questioning it on the live app there. I, I, I had to think about it for a sec. I don't <laughs> know. But anyways, if you're interested in joining in on the live morning show uh, podcast, you just uh, download the Podbean app. That's where we broadcast live every morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. And then you can get involved in the conversation. Uh, there's a chat box here. There's also a call-in button that you can click. Click that call-in button. Ask any question you have about real estate investing. We will answer it. Free coaching every morning. Easy. Easy. <laughs> okay. Um not sure the direction we want to go today um, after yesterday's episode. I kind of. Um, well, we had a, a I, I, ignore, I ignored. I ignored yeah. the comment section yesterday. Yeah. While we went on a, on a pretty big. Rant. Discussion. Discussion. <laughs> I don't think it was a rant. Um, discussion, a very important discussion. If you weren't, if you didn't listen to it, I highly recommend you do. It's um, one. It's, it's the important stuff. It's the stuff I like talking about. It's the real stuff. It's not the um, gumballs and rainbows. Nonsense of real estate investing. Buy homes, cash flow, financial freedom. Tra-la-la. No, it's the <laughs> Did real... you say tra-la-la? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the real stuff. It's the real stuff. And, and I don't want to know how I know it's the real stuff. It's the amount of messages I get afterwards. Yeah. People saying... I could have swore you were just talking right to me. I could have swore you were talking, you know, talking about my life story. This mm -hmm. is exactly what's going on with me. Yeah. So I highly recommend you re-listen to that one multiple times. And um, hopefully it, it empowers you or inspires you to, to, to take the action you need to do. Take that first step. Whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Different for everyone. And that's, that's absolutely true. Um, everyone's version of success is going to be a little different. Very different. Yeah. Very different. Everyone's got their own life. Everyone's got their own things. So um, don't be comparing yourself to someone else. Don't be comparing yourself to me. Wondering, well, how come that person has so much more than I do? I want a thousand doors. No, you don't need a thousand doors. You need exactly what you need, but you got to figure out what it is that you need first mm -hmm. um, and then get to work. Uh, 
couple upcoming events. Friday um, live training. Mm-hmm. This coming Friday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time mm-hmm. on the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. We have a special guest for that one. Mr. Barry McGuire is joining us talking mm-hmm. about Joint Ventures 101. So yeah. all things Joint Ventures. Mm-hmm. Um, new investors, I, I can hear you. I can hear you even though you know, you're know you on the other side of the country or the other side of the city or the province. I can hear you. I don't want to do Joint Ventures. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, you're going to, you're going to have that realization just like everybody else does at some point that joint ventures are 100% necessary. You can't do it all on your own. doesn't matter. I would, I would say almost, almost all of the people that we coach mentor or that come through this show or come through any networking events or communities that we're a part of, um, I know what the the minimum amount of doors people want cannot be done by yourself. It just, it's, it's the truth. You, you need joint venture partners at some point. Not, not everyone has enough money or the ability to qualify for enough financing to get all the properties that they need. So you need joint ventures. So, um, this is, this is going to be the one-on-one session, the, um, the basics, uh, with, with Barry McGuire and Barry teaches joint ventures as as well as many other creative strategies. Um, he's the OG, the, uh, the, the, the expert, the godfather on, on creative strategies. So very excited to have him on and uh, present with us on that one. <clears throat> uh, May 1st is the starting date of our new Real Estate Investing Masters mentorship program. Uh, we announced that a few weeks back. Very excited. I see a lot of people in the, the chat here on the live app who, uh, who have joined. Um, their spots are open. You didn't miss it. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't sign up on May 1st, you didn't miss it. You nope. can sign up whenever. Yep. It's a one-year membership starting whenever you sign up. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. One thing I got late last night actually was was a message from someone, and they're probably here today. Um, and maybe we weren't quite clear enough on this, or maybe we only mentioned it very briefly. But if you... If you're on the fence because you just don't want to do it by yourself um, without your spouse, I guess we never really put much attention to this. Your spouse is, your partner is in for free. Your partner is with you on this. Actually, we encourage it. Yes. Big time. Big time to do it with your spouse. Yeah. No extra, no extra. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Retract. (laughs) I mean, that too. (laughs) Encourage it. Good, healthy Um, relationships. Yeah. (laughs) um <laughs> i don't even know yeah so that's uh, what was i saying wow <laughs> i yes so you don't pay extra for your spouse your yeah. spouse gets in with you um so they get access to the weekly life coaching they get access to the accountability you know you guys are you guys are an item you're a pair yeah right and they get access to all the courses that are included with it um, they get access to all of the advanced workshops mm-hmm. for free. Okay. So all of it, um, you don't have to pay extra for your, uh, for your partner. Okay. Yeah. Do it with your spouse. Um, okay. So that's coming up. Uh, yeah. So the it's, we've, we've announced it, but the official uh, launch is going to be on May 1st. Um, that's when you're going to get access to everything. I know that everyone who signed up should have probably been reached out uh, to by, uh, Donna, Donna McGuire, McGuire uh, and gotten your home study kits. 
Um, awesome. The agreement for sale, the rent to own, the wholesaling and assignments, and then the booster pack um, home study kits, which includes joint ventures and options and yeah. fix and flip. Um, so every course you're going to need for real estate investing is, is all there. I mean, this thousands of dollars worth of courses, you get that all for free when you're a member. Um, you should have been reached out to by, by, by Donna and, uh, and should be receiving those very shortly. Uh, Francis says, I haven't, I need to reach out to Donna only got the homework. Um, I will double check with Donna. I know that she was, she was, she was just doing initial connections. Um, yeah, don't reach out to her. We will, if you haven't. Yeah, yeah. I'll reach out to her and find out what the schedule is for releasing those. Yeah, um, we'll let you know. <clears throat> it was just my understanding. I apologize. Maybe a little misinformation. Yeah. But she should have been reached out to her. Uh, to her. Reached out to? Uh, why do I have such a hard time saying that? I don't think it's really maybe the proper way to say it. How would you say that? You should have been... Donna should have reached out to you. Don- <laughs> That's... <laughs> Just, uh, I'm awake, but my vocabulary is not. <laughs> mm. Every time you're trying to say it, I was like cringing a little. Not that I thought that it was wrong, but just that it was like, it was hard to say. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to say. It was, it was the wrong way to go about saying that yeah. sentence. And I tried it like four times. You did. You said it many times. <laughs> I did it yesterday too. Did you? Oh yeah. It's like my sixth time trying it. You just keep, you keep like. Trying over and over and over again, thinking that it's going to get easier, but it doesn't. Uh, sorry, you guys had to endure that. Uh, <laughs> lastly, uh, we talked about this and we made it official and it is official. It's been officially um, opened up now. Officially official. <clears throat> yes. Uh, May 15th, Sunday, May 15th, uh, we're holding our fix and flip investor meetup. Where? Um, at our Leduc fix and flip project. Nice. So Josh... Who's, a, who's our partner on that property, who's on site, he seems to think he's going to have it like 95 to 99% done. Whoop, whoop. I say, you're crazy. I say, let's go. Did you see his stories last night at like midnight? No. no. I had a hard time sleeping last night, so I opened up stories. And what's this guy doing at 11, Holy 12 o'clock at night? The it's living nice. room's got flooring. <laughs> He's putting first coat of paint on yesterday, and now the living room's got flooring. Damn. Is Josh in here today? Yeah, he is. Holy crap. How many hours of sleep did you get, bud? Unbelievable. So Damn. anyways, um, if you're excited to see that, if you're excited to learn about fix and flips, if you're excited to meet up with us and uh, a huge group of other real estate investors and network, then... You're going to want to register for that. It's free. And this isn't just like you don't just need to be wanting to do fix and flips to be able to come to these events. Like Mm -hmm. this is a huge networking opportunity. The the bonus is just that it is in a fix and flip in process. So if that interests you, that's great. Then you get a chance to see it. If it doesn't interest you, come for the networking and coffee. Yes, I was about to say if um, if you're at a coffee at home, just come out for coffee. Uh, it's it's just yeah it's it's always great to network with other like minded individuals and grow your community, um, just like the community that we have here every morning on the on the real estate investing morning show. Um, we've got an amazing community that shows up to our events. We actually I opened up 
way more spots than I had last time. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was a I, full house. And so I think with the nicer weather, we can pour outside, pour outside and into the garage. So I opened up way more spots this time to get more people in because this, you know what happens every single time I open it up, it's a free event and it's full in like a day. And oh. everyone's like, yeah, I didn't know. So uh, everyone in the morning show, you guys get to know first. I just launched at 6 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. Go and register, get the spot. Um, it is free and uh, we will see you there. We're planning some other things for June. Um, we're planning actually something really cool for June as well for our next meetup. We like to do meetups every uh, every month. Awesome. Super exciting. What are you doing over there? Um, <laughs> I wanted to go back and look at the flooring because we um, used a different flooring this time. We did? Yeah. Oh, shit, we did. Yeah. So I, I just remembered that and I was like, wait a minute. And I wanted to go back and look at it. It looks nice. I like it. <laughs> Were you about to get mad at me for playing on my phone? I shit you not. She's scrolling Instagram. I'm like... <laughs> I wasn't scrolling Instagram. I was scrolling trying to find Josh's um, story, which I already watched, so it got booted to the end. If you guys are curious what it looks like, um, go follow um, <laughs> Josh Andrea or on Jonic Insta- Carpentry. On Instagram, yeah. it's Jonic Carpentry, J O N I K Carpentry. Um, yeah, yesterday I went in there and, and took a peek, and the uh, ceilings have been textured. So they all got mudded in tape and texture. Um, first coat of paint was on all the walls. And uh, late last night, um, first room, or I'd say first 20 rows of flooring is, is in. Um, so it's it now you can start no, to see his, it. His, if you're watching the chat here, I guess even the hallway and everything's done. What? No, I'm not <laughs> watching the chat. She's and that's and I, I believe Jeremy was on. Uh, Jeremy went and checked out the place last night too. So that's with that's with Jeremy being there as well. <laughs> Goodness gracious! You got the hallway done as well. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm looking forward to seeing more pictures on that. I might swing by and check it out today. Um, Kathleen already got her tickets. Elray just booked his. Um, Josh is going to be there, obviously. Josh will be co-hosting. Um, yeah, we got lots going on with fix and flips right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I didn't, uh, I haven't talked about this too, too much lately. Um, but I did mention weeks ago that I had a bunch of properties, um, that were lined up, like they were underhand deals. Like I, sh- I should have, you know, I should be able to not knock them out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting two out of the three. Uh, yeah. I, I think I had four. Oh, I had more than that, actually. I had, I, I had, had quite a bunch a few. of offers out, yeah. Yeah, I had quite a few that I was fairly certain I was going to get. Now, one of them, um, I talked about this on uh, on social yesterday. Um, I This was a foreclosure that was on the MLS, and, and uh, Liam's, in, Liam's in the chat here. He's, he's listening live. And Liam came out with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought Everly, our daughter. And uh, Liam came along, Calvin Hexter. We walked through this house. And I mean, it's just like, it's it's like a the perfect, you know what I mean? It's the perfect fix and flip. It's not like, it wasn't a hoarder house or anything like that. But 
you know, you needed a stains all over the carpet, blue tubs, everything was dated, kitchen was old, um, yard was overgrown, shingles were bad, um, windows all needed to be redone, uh, drop ceiling in the basement had water stains. They had like pulled down some of the drop ceiling to figure out what was up with the, you know, the leak. Um, so it was just like very, I guess what I was, when I, when I walked into that, I'm like, okay, what I'm looking for, especially right now is I'm looking for like something that's like no home buyer would want to touch because if we can eliminate the home buyers out of the equation, then all I'm competing with in my offers is investors. And that's easier because mm-hmm. home buyers do unrealistic offers because home buyers, it's a completely different strategy for them. Yeah. Home buyers might just go in and be like, oh, well, we'll just paint the walls ourselves and we'll just redo the, the flooring. We'll put laminate in. Honey, you've done that before. And they go and they get like a $60,000 purchase plus improvements, like renovation mortgage. Mm-hmm. And they could get it all done for what they need in $60,000. Okay. Yeah. Now for me, I could probably get it done for what they, what they want to get done for 60 grand. But that excluding, ARV isn't. Exclude, yeah. Ex- the ARV is not going to be there. And I'm, I'm going to do a much higher end stuff. You know, that doesn't include uh, the windows, the $10,000 in windows. They'll probably mm-hmm. just keep those windows. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Um, that doesn't include, um, the holding costs that I carry Mm -hmm. fix and flip short term financing is expensive. That doesn't include, um, you know, they're going to be living there. So it's not a big deal for them. They don't care about property taxes, insurance and, Mm -hmm. and and utilities. So that's all part of their cost of living, but that stuff adds up for me. So it it bumps me up closer to like $80,000. Yeah. Right. Then I got to pay a realtor, which is another Mm $20,000. Right. So the spread that I need is significantly more yeah. than the spread that they need. Cause they might just look at it and be like, Oh, I spent $60,000 and I made $40,000 of equity. Honey, we made money on this house. Mm-hmm. Even though it's all locked up in their house for me to buy it at the same price that they're buying it at with that spread, I would break even or lose money. Yeah. So that's why long story short, um, I don't like competing with home buyers, especially in this market because home buyers are coming in and they're desperate and they're unrealistic and they've seen 20 houses or 50 houses and they're tired of losing. So they're like, you know what, realtor, let's put $40,000 over. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's difficult. So when I walked into this house and, and, and noticed the way that it was, I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm getting this house. And when we booked it, there was no other viewings. Yeah. And that right now is an absolute rarity to find a house with a good enough spread and to find out that nobody else was booking a viewing on the same day. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So we went in there, we saw it, it looks all good. Priced it all out in my head. Okay. Here's my offer. Um, and so I got the realtor to call up the, uh, the seller's realtor and just kind of, you know, fish for a little bit of information. And at that point on the first day, there was one offer from an out-of-town investor, sight unseen. It's okay. And he said, uh, this is on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And they said, because it's foreclosure and it's bank owned, we're going to wait until the following Monday to submit all of the offers to the bank or to the court. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, so I'm going to wait 
basically what we did was we waited until Sunday because I just wanted to see how many other offers come in because that's going to that's going to determine what my offer is going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's just one person, then it's a little bit easier to figure out if there's multiple people, like say there's seven offers, 10 offers, then I know that the, the fifth and the sixth offer knew that there were fourth and five offers. So they probably went a little bit higher. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. probably it'll drive that price up. So it'll 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 tell me whether it's worth how much I need to put in there. On Sunday, it was still only the one offer. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy. Because this is going to be like, it's a really nice big 1800 square foot house. Um, nice neighborhood. We own, we own properties in that neighborhood. Um, nice mature area in Mill Woods. And uh, on a nice little cul-de-sac. Yeah, quiet cul- cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac. And so, okay, uh, it's listed for three forty nine five. I put an offer for three sixty one because I figured they probably went ten grand over, or they went full ask. I'm like I'll go three sixty one, so I'm a thousand bucks over. Very strategic. I said if I lose to three seventy, you know what? Like three seventy is way too high. Um, just the spread. I think the after repaired value was in the high four hundreds, and like that was tight. That was very tight for us. Um, I, me, I was doing, um, I was doing a, 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 sl- a slight, uh, roll of the dice because what I wanted was I was just because of the way that the market is right now, um, that ARV was based off of the last 12 months of comparables, sold comparables, obviously. And, um, the market has changed significantly in the last two months. So I like to base it off the last two months, not the last 12 months. Um, that would be a quick in and out renovation. And, uh, and I was assuming that by then we, you know, listed in the high 400s and it would go $20,000 over. Cause it's going to be a really nice renovation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so put the offer in that was two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Sorry, two weeks ago. Cause we put it in on the Monday. One week went by waiting. 10 days waiting, 11, 12, 13. And finally, because I, 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 I'd reached out to a, my, my realtor multiple times saying, like, what's going on with us? He's like, I, I reached out to him, still hasn't heard back, still haven't heard back. And then so yesterday, if I followed up again, I'm like, dude, like it's been two weeks now. How long are they going to take? And he goes, I sent him a message this morning. I didn't get an answer back. He said, but I just looked at the listing. So remember, I bought it, or sorry, it was listed for, 349.5. I offered 361. Guess how much it sold for? Sight unseen. One other offer. Unconditional. Out of province. $405,000. Ridiculous. Who in their right Ridiculous. mind goes and puts an offer $55,000 over asking? On the first day, with no other intel, Robin asks Ontario buyer. It, it must. It, it's 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 not a province. If it's not a province buyer, so assume assume someone who's been in a market like this for a very long time. Ontario, BC. It's one of those culprits. Um, which you know what? Like again, like most investors who are in those markets are used to. over asking, but it's so early in our market Mm -hmm. 
it's so early to be doing something that crazy. I couldn't yeah. believe it. That's the highest I've seen over asking in, in Edmonton so far. Well, if they put in the money that was needed for the renovations, the minimum that was needed to for it to be a good re- renovation, if they're say flipping it, which it, it was, it's a it's a homeowner's home. It's definitely not a rental property type of thing. So, you think so? Uh, what do you mean? No, I mean, oh. yeah, I mean, like you, it's not like they were renovating it to turn it into a rental property. Like this had to be for a flip. Yes. Or, or they were moving provinces to move into it. Yes. This like is, there's this. no other situation. So to put in the type of money that they would have needed for it to be a fix and flip, they would, they would, even if the market goes up like an extra 20 grand or 30 grand, they would still likely be losing or just, yes. just breaking even. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's all it must be all speculation. Um couldn't couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Um mm-hmm. and I and I'm checking in with with our realtor like almost weekly, trying to keep my finger on the pulse because I'm asking him like what else are you seeing with your other clients? How much is stuff going over? What's the pattern? What's the you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I want to know the patterns. Yeah. Um so that I said so I can have a good idea of like how things are progressing. Um, realtors are the ones with the, with the best information because realtors are also the ones that are more or less, they're the ones dictating the prices um, and they're not doing it on purpose, but when they're working with their clients mm-hmm. and their client is like, I heard on the news, you know, things are crazy. And selling for over asking by $100,000, the realtor's going to be like, well, not that much, but yes, I've seen it with many other clients. We're going into multiple offer situations. Um, You need to write offers on the day that it lists. Okay. So Janet, when you find the right property, you need to be ready to pull the trigger quickly. Unless this isn't me trying to pressure you, Janet, but you know, this is the market right now. And if you want to get into this, we, we've seen 30 properties now, right? When you see the one that you like, make sure that you're ready to write an offer and we'll get that in as quickly as possible. And we need to position ourselves in the best way that we can. And what talks right now is money. Okay. So, um, you know, you can put whatever offer you want, but from what I'm seeing in the market right now and what everybody else in my brokerage is seeing is that things are selling for twenty dollars or $30,000 over asking on average. So what is the buyer, home buyer going to do? Well, I want this house, so let's mm-hmm. put forty over. Mm-hmm. Let's put twenty over. Mm-hmm. Let's try $25,000. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go unconditional, which is scary as hell for home buyers. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's fine. But for home buyers, that's scary as hell. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's the narrative right now. Yeah. And if every client is hearing that, then, then obviously that pattern will stay consistent. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm stick. I'm keeping an eye on, like you know, keeping in touch with my realtor to make sure what are you seeing, what are your other clients offering, and what are they losing to? What are the what are the offers that they're losing to? Because the more I know, the more data I know that will that will help me on a day to day for the offers that I put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we didn't get that one. But we got uh, two others. Um, one is in South Edmonton in Otwell. We got another one in St. Albert. So we get possession to St. Albert one next Wednesday. 
And then the one in Otwell on May 17th. Yeah. So very excited for that. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to pretty much line up with the end of both the other projects. So the, the crew's going to go from yeah. just, there might be a little bit of a, um, there might be a week or two that, you know, might be a week it sits empty. Um, we're going to try and make sure we get more productive and we get in there. We have another crew go in there and do demo, but um, it's going to line up pretty close, mm -hmm. the best that we could, with uh, with the end of the other projects. We can go right into those. Yeah. Um, and we're planning something for June. I'm not 100% sure yet. I was mentioning this earlier. We might, because we're going to have four projects in early June, we might be looking at doing a flip tour. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. I don't know how complicated we want to make it. But we're going to have two finished products. We're going to have one brand new project. It's two weeks in. So just finish demo. And we'll have another one that's that's four weeks in. So that's good range right there. Being able to see, you know, stages, demo stage, you know, the middle stage of putting it back together and then two finished products. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, stay tuned for that early June. Um, I think that's what we're planning on doing for our next meetup. Um, we're just, this literally just kind of came up as an idea yesterday. Uh, so you guys are in, if you guys are interested in that, you know what I, I would, I, I would highly recommend penciling, um, blocking off the June 4th and 5th weekend. If that's something you're interested in, maybe you're out of the city or out of the province and you're like, I want to come to this. I want to learn about fix and flips and in Edmonton. Then I would block off June 4th and 5th. It's not confirmed yet, but. And it won't be a two day event. <laughs> it won't be a two day event, but it's going to be one of those two days. I think it's going to be June 5th. Mm -hmm. um, but if. I, I just want to give people an opportunity because I know that there's there's quite a few people that have reached out to me from Ontario and BC that want to flip in mm -hmm. Alberta, mm -hmm. Edmonton specifically. Mm -hmm. um, they've seen a lot of our content and this gives them an opportunity to kind of block that weekend off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're interested, go take a, a one day flight out or, you know, stay for the weekend and go and network with some of the other people here um, on the podcast. There's going to be lots of people there if, if we do it. Mm -hmm. Um, it'd be a good opportunity to network with local investors and then come out to this. So not confirmed yet, but that's, if, if you're interested in something like that, then that's probably the weekend's going to be on. Mm -hmm. Um, how's the chat looking over here? I don't know. Uh, Liam asked, is there any ways to ask around the price when working with realtors? No. I know they're not really supposed to tell you what other offers are. Um, that's correct. But then there's this whole talk about the blind bidding thing. The what? The blind bidding. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I haven't read into it too, 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 too much. Um, it's something they just announced in Ontario. Somebody else going to know a little bit more about this than me. I haven't, I just, I just read the headlines. Oh, well, bids become Public. available. Public. Yeah, so realtors would be able to talk about it. Oh, what yeah, the bids I remember. Are. Yeah, I, about that. I just don't know enough about it to talk about it. I don't want people to get their news from me on that. Um, Everybody will be waiting until like last second to put bids in because they won't want, they'll be waiting to see what the other ones are. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting how it's going to change the market. Um, 
I mean, it's, it's fair, right? Jeremy says the mogul team has talked about it. Yeah. I saw a few other people doing some videos on it, but like, I, I, I want to hear it from, I want to hear it straight from, you know, the ones that released it mm-hmm. and not just Here's someone it. else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, cause you know what? Cap, a lot of people are fucking dumb. Well, we talked about the mass amount of information that's out there that you can just grasp right now. And everybody's talking about it in their own ways. And yeah, just wasn't that just yesterday we were talking about that? Yeah, I talk about it a lot yeah. about how fucking dumb people are. <laughs> um, just because they own properties does not mean that they're smart. Just because they're on stage does not mean they're smart. Mm-hmm. Do not take everything I say. Yeah, we say that a lot. Just, don't listen to yeah, me. Yeah, don't listen do to us. Go do your research. research. Yeah. Um, hence why I'm not talking about something that I don't understand. Yeah. I refuse to, to, to talk about this blind bidding thing because I haven't done my own personal research. Mm-hmm. But even if I did, I would highly recommend that you go right to the source and get the information yourself and yeah. read it and do your research. Do not listen to some schmuck who owns six doors in, in Saskatoon. There's not someone. I was going to say, did you see a schmuck in Saskatoon with six doors talking um, about it? <laughs> I could have said Edmonton or because normally I go Ontario because that's the other direction, but I can't keep picking in Ontario. So um, sucks to suck Saskatoon. <laughs> sucks to be a schmuck in Saskatoon. Sucks to be a schmuck in Saskatoon. <laughs> super sorry hey, if you have six doors. Pre-order your t-shirts. <laughs> um. Sorry. I'm so sorry. There's some nice people in Saskatoon. Um, <laughs> you literally don't know anyone in Saskatoon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I know a few people in Saskatoon. I'm not going to name them after all this stuff that I just said. Um, <laughs> what uh, What was I saying? Everyone's uh, There's a lot of people that are fucking dumb. Is that what I said? Yeah. Okay. By the uh, way, you've been swearing a lot lately. Well, they're really, really dumb. I know, but there's been a resurgence of F-bombs. Did it happen to be yesterday? In the last week or so. Have I been a little passionate about expressing my my message and my emotions? I'm just telling you. I'm just letting you know. Uh, I haven't gotten any complaints. We have some sensitive ears. We know that there's some children that listen to us in the morning with their parents. Mm -hmm. Tone it down. Apologies. Um... Uh, dumb people? Um, Robbie says Levi is punching air right now, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Le- Levi is from outside of uh, Saskatoon. Carrot Creek, I believe. Carrot Creek? That's adorbs. I know. And you, you just the, visu- the visualization. I just see like a forest with like little bunnies in yeah. like little homes. Yeah, just right on the drinking right tea. Right on the riverfront. Yeah. <laughs> just. Hey, Ma, heading down to the creek. <laughs> heading down to the creek, pull some carrots. <laughs> okay, Levi. <sighs> He's not up. He's not up. He can listen to this later. That's what you get. If you don't show up in the morning, we're going to make fun of you. <laughs> it's a reminder <laughs> to, be, um, to do what you're supposed to do. Um, okay, I was talking about people being dumb. Uh, oh, yeah. So lots Blind of people, bidding. especially people. Oh, sorry? Blind bidding. Yeah. Well, just people in influence, uh, people in a position of influence in general in this real estate investing 
um, circles. They will put content out, videos and and posts, and I'll read them. I'm like, that's just not correct. Yeah. That's not correct. And I see, and then like you'll watch all the comments. Wow, I've never looked at it that way. And I'm like, oh, Wayne, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't want to be that dick because there are dicks out there who will hop in the comments and say, that's Just not true. Start and start stirring shit up. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a video last night from someone. You know, I think I can do this. I think he listens to our show. So this is, this is, but I've seen this too many times. Oh boy. Um, Kate. Oh boy. Does anyone know what the net, the definition of net worth is? Okay, so if you own a million dollars worth of properties, you're not a millionaire. Mm. Okay, this is very common. Fuck very around, common. Jesus! I've, I'm so tired of people saying that they've reached financial freedom and that they're that I have a net worth of two point five million dollars mm-hmm. because I own eight houses mm-hmm. with joint venture partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris. Chris is right here on the. Uh, Chris, it's your net worth is your equity and your savings. Okay. So, therefore, the value of the property less the mortgage is your equity plus any savings that mm-hmm. you have. Okay. That's your net worth. Yeah. Okay. If you own eight houses with joint venture partners, your net worth is like $120,000. Yeah. Not 2.5. Yeah. Okay. Stop putting content out that says you're a millionaire and that you've reached financial freedom because I know exactly how much you're making off of that every month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. But this this is like the content that I, I – that, that was what I was up watching last night in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh, my God. I wanted to message him, but I like – the problem is is that like what he's – what people are doing is they're they're saying that they're millionaires and they're saying that they look at my net worth of all these properties I own. And what they're doing is they're selling opportunities. Yeah. And that might be selling programs, that might be selling joint venture opportunities. But it's it's I don't know if they're if they're just lying. Or if they don't know. <laughs> or if they just don't know. And I can't tell. Yeah. And I wanna ask, do you know what the the definition of net worth is? Do you know what the do you know what it like an actual millionaire is. Yeah. But I have to bite my tongue until I go on my morning show, which, you know what, this is my show. Screw it. Yeah. But it, it just, that's, that's people in positions of influence, you know, are putting out content like that and then, and, and saying, you know, that they're, yeah, and people they're eat it wrong. Up. Yeah. So, you know, should they be in that position? No, they shouldn't be putting out content, um, educating people. If they don't know what the hell they're talking yeah. about. Well, I think also that people, when they're in a position of influence, if they want to be talking about a subject or about a new, you know, like this blind bidding or like whatever, yeah. these new things that are coming out, the new tax, uh, f- house flipping tax and like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. If they want to, you know, like talk about these new things coming out or, you know, something very important, they should bring in an expert in that area yes to talk about it with them to verify the stats and to verify the rules and like all those types of things so yeah i think that if you just if you're following somebody that's just talking about stuff like they know everything then oh because they're putting out good 
high quality, you know, video content and, and they're posting every day and you just assume, mm -hmm. oh, I heard that they have lots of properties. So, and I heard they're a millionaire, so they must be right. But, you know, a great example, as you just mentioned, was, you know, this, these, these talks about the house flipping tax. Oh, the liberal government put out a tax and they're going to be taxing us on our flips now. And before, you know, now they're going to be taxing us on 100% capital gains. They always have. Do your research. I get taxed on all of my gains. I, I deduct my expenses from the renovation. But yeah, that's it's always been that way. What they're cracking down on is people saying that it's their house, their home, sorry. So they that, don't need to pay tax, yeah. They're cracking down on people saying, this is my home and I'm exempt from, um, and capital, gains. From capital gains, which is, which is tax fraud. Um, so they put in a rule that says that in the first 12 months, you, you know, you are not exempt. Mm -hmm. So if you buy a house as your home and you sell it within the first 12 months, you do not get the principal residence exemption for capital gains. Right? So that's what they're doing to stop people from lying and saying it's their home to sell it and not have to pay taxes. Second to that is that people are buying it as rental properties, saying it's a rental property, and then they renovate it and they sell it. Because when it's a rental property, you only pay 50% of the capital gains. What they're doing is putting measures in place to prevent people from doing tax fraud without making a big deal about it. Mm -hmm. But everybody looked and they're like, oh, they did this house flipping you know, tax and they're going to be taxing us on all of our capital gains. How are we supposed to make money? Dang, liberal government. <laughs> but anyone who says anything like that, you should stop following them because they clearly don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They've clearly never done a flip before. They've never done taxes before. They don't know shit about shit. Super annoying. Super annoying. That's why I said they're fucking dumb. We had a question yesterday. What? <laughs> no. I want to rant about idiots. I, like, I, I can understand. I can understand if you made a mistake. But just pure ignorance is not acceptable. When you have people following you, mm -hmm. especially some of the people that I saw posting that shit are supposed to be experts, mm -hmm. are supposed to be people with $20,000 coaching programs, mm -hmm. and they're putting that shit out. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be helping and guiding someone on their path to financial freedom. Yeah. And you think something as silly as that, for sure. The it's moral of the story, guys, is double check. Go straight to the source. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody else on the internet. I'm here to inspire you. I'm here to tell you how worthless you are every morning. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Don't come to me for your news. If you hear something that I say, go and double check it right from the source. But yeah, the the reason why people wake up early is, is to hear about what we're doing, to be motivated, to be inspired. And from time to time, for me to tell you how worthless you are um, for not doing the things that you said you're going to do. That's the purpose of this morning show. And to answer your questions. <laughs> and when we can't answer them, we bring in the experts like Barry Maguire, like we did a week or two ago. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, <laughs> my wife has CRA on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a hard line to get through to answer questions. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I trust your weather reports. <laughs> 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 Jeremy and then you trust the weather now. Jeremy just comes here say. for the weather reports. Yeah, same with <laughs> same with Wilson. I think it's hilarious that um, we do weather reports. Yeah, it on became a, a thing. On a nationwide show. 
<laughs> but everybody wants to know about Edmonton. So might as well start off your day by learning what the weather is I wonder like. how many people actually don't check the weather network because I've already told them what the weather is going to be today. I don't. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I picked up Everly from school yesterday and she's like, mom, it didn't rain today. And I was like, oh, I think it was supposed to like rain kind of into the evening. And she's like, I asked Siri this morning and she said there was 70% chance of rain. It should have rained. I was like, oh man, our kids now depending on Siri. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> on the topic of, uh, of flipping, um, let me just see here. I can hardly read this question. Um, okay. So Tammy asked yesterday, what adjustments are you making to your flipping strategy to protect against rising interest rates? For example, are you shifting towards less expensive neighborhoods? If there were to be a slight price correction, are certain neighborhoods or price points less impacted by this compared to others? For example, if prices drop, do they drop relatively equally all across the board or are certain facets of the market more impacted than others? Do some neighborhoods feel the price drop sooner than others? There's a lot of questions in there. for the first part, uh, what adjustments are you making to your flipping strategy to protect against rising interest rates? Um, my opinion, opinion on interest rates are that interest rates have been at a historical low for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were first buying our first property, fair, 14, 15 years ago, um, our interest rate was 3.7 mm-hmm. and it fixed. And that was great. And that was great. That was really great. Okay. Um, from that time over the last 15 years, we've been in a flat market in Edmonton and Alberta and interest rates have gone all the way down to below two. Yeah. One, uh, we have one locked in right now at 1.2. Do we? Yeah. From when they dropped during, uh, during COVID. Good God. Yeah. In fact, we have two right around that that mark, 1.2, So the fact that they're rising up over, they're still in the twos for home buyers. That was for a home buyer interest rate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, they're creeping over three now for investors. And investors normally pay about 0.5% more. Yeah. But flipping, we're selling to home buyers. Yeah. So the question is, you know, with, with home buyers, interest rates going up, or is it affecting our flipping strategy? No. And, and the cool thing is, is that, so I talked about the interest rates. I, I think that as long as they're below five, it's a good, it's a good number. And they will, they will creep up to that eventually. Um, that's just that four to 5% is like a normal, mm-hmm. right? And we've been under, like we've been at a very good rate for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Flipping strategies is, I like flipping because you're in and out in like three months tops. Not right? too much happens in the market. Yeah. I mean, you might have one interest rate change between that. So I can keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on in the market. Um, it doesn't matter what the interest rate is. I mean, uh, we're normally buying in the, not the entry level price point for houses, but just above. So if the entry level price point is 350,000, 
we are selling houses in the 450 to 500 range. Mm -hmm. Okay. So these are nicer neighborhoods. We focus on neighborhoods that sell fast. Um, these are your highly sought after neighborhoods. Um, we will definitely look at properties that will sell for 600 and 700,000, but obviously your, your buyer uh, pool is significantly less. So you have your entry level buyers and around that 350 range. And then you have people who want a nicer house in a nice neighborhood in and around that $500,000 range in Edmonton. That's, that's the kind of sweet spot that we're looking at. Those properties are highly sought after. They move very quickly. Um, and this strategy works in flat markets and in hot markets. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if flipping becomes too difficult and the buyers go away and we're finding great deals, but we can't sell it quickly enough, then I'll definitely turn the taps off. Yeah. Right. But we were turning the taps on before all this heat. And I think that there's always an opportunity to, to flip houses. I think that people are always looking for new, newly renovated high-end flips, renovated property, sorry, in good neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, in good, mature neighborhoborhoods. That's that's because a lot like a lot of those houses, if you want to buy something new and, and it has all the modern finishes, you have to buy in like, you know, a new developed area. And a lot of people don't like that. Some people like character homes. They want some big trees and apple trees and and they want um you know they don't want to be able to they don't want to put their hand on their house and be able to touch their neighbor's house yeah. with their other hand. You know what I mean? They wanted something with a bigger yard and, yeah. and you know, tree-lined um, streets. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah, personally, if, like, if I was choosing a dream home, it would be an older home in a mature neighborhood with a big yard that I couldn't touch the neighbor's house. Yeah. But I know lots of people who would prefer a brand new house, um, something modern, something brand new. Um, they don't care if they can touch their neighbor's house as long as it has an okay-sized yard. Like, so it's like, there's, well, typically the downtown, uh, culture, the, the business culture, mm -hmm. um, there's no new development centered around yeah. those Very areas. Few. Yeah. So typically the downtown business, um, culture is looking for nicer high-end homes in mature neighborhoods. And those mature neighborhoods are around those, those city cores. Yeah. Um, so that's why a lot of the, the properties that we're looking at are around those areas. Those are where my search, my searches are because they're, you know, it's a hop and a skip over to downtown. Um, that's typically the type of people that want to live in the flips that we're doing. Yeah. Also, I think that as interest rates are going up, like there's always going to be people buying houses, yeah. like looking to get into home ownership. Um, and as, as interest rates raise and as, you know, inflation and, and holding costs and insurance and all those things are going up, as landlords, we need to increase our rent to cover those expenses, right? We're not just going to keep our rents where they are right now forever if our costs keep going up. Yep. So as rents increase, those people who, you know, like, well, are they going to buy a house or are they going to keep renting? Well, guess what? Their expenses as renters are going to increase too because rent is going to go up. So, you know, like it's all kind of relevant. Relative. Relative, sorry. Um, and, you know, like they're either going to be paying more in rent or they're going to be paying more than they would have a few years ago to buy a house. Yeah. So 
it's, you know, there's never not going to be home buyers. Um, if there were to be a slight price correction or certain neighborhoods or price points less impacted by others compared to others. Um, typically your single family houses, uh, across the board are kind of relative. Um, they'll drop together and then separate to that townhouses and, and condos, apartment condos. Yeah. Um, they're kind of separate to that. They're slow to rise and quick to drop. I would yes. say. <laughs> yes. That's, that's a fair way of looking at it. Yeah. It's not always um, the case. However, um, typically condos are in a different market than mm-hmm. uh, than single family homes. Um, do some neighborhoods feel the price drop sooner than others? Um, well, if we're talking about interest rates or price corrections, I mean, I would say probably the, the entry level price points, which is the townhouses and apartments. Um, if affordability is becoming an issue, um, people who are making, um, less than, you know, middle-class wages, they're typically the ones that are affected first, in my opinion, but I'm not a market expert. To be honest, I shouldn't even be speaking on this. I was just about to say, this is probably one of those things that we shouldn't get too deep into. This is probably one of those things. (laughs) Um, that's just my general look at it. To be honest, nothing has, has really... I haven't seen anything that has made me reconsider our strategies. Yeah. Um, the, the, the last thing that made me reconsider my strategy was uh, December, January of this year when I started noticing multiple offers. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I reconsidered things. That's when I, 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 opened, I opened the valve all the way for a fix and flip business. Mm-hmm. I said, no, we are going 100% all in on this. Yeah. For the time, for the next, for the unforeseeable future, um, until things change, we're 100% going all in on this um, because there's a huge opportunity. And I'm like, I'm not, a, I'm not psychic, but it's, it's, it's been, it's been working out. It's, that's, that's been the case. Do you mind staying ahead of the comments on the bottom there? Um, I have some other questions, but I just want to keep an eye on these, these questions that I have. And then uh, if there's any comments on that, we can address them. Um, no, just kind of comments about stuff. <clears throat> No there were questions. some there were some questions from uh, uh, from last week and the week before that we never really got to. Oh. Josh had asked, "Are there specific brands that you find are more problematic than others for appliances?" I never answered that question. Uh, no. no, I've heard besides the Samsung discussion, exactly. But that's we were already talking about that. Yeah, yeah. But as for all the other brands, we don't know. We haven't noticed anything. Hmm. Um, someone else asked, what are the best areas, cities and neighborhoods for flips in Edmonton? Um, I just kind of talked about it. Any, any of the, the really sought after areas, um, surrounding the downtown core, I would say on the West and South side, not necessarily on the North side. Um, so don't go North and East of the downtown core. Um, those areas are, are less desirable. Mm -hmm. Um, West like Glenora, um, what's the other one in there? Terrace Heights. Is that right? Don't ask me about neighborhoods. Oh God, I got to. <laughs> I don't know neighborhoods either. I I know I have them set up. I've noticed I, a lot of people buying close to that railroad track. Um. Oh, you mean like the Kensington? Yeah. Um. Let's let's figure it out. <laughs> uh, I I I'm terrible, terrible. Yeah, we're both very very terrible at neighborhoods. Um, you're talking about Killarney. 
Baldwin, Lauderdale, Calder, Athlone, just right above the Yellowhead Trail. There's there's a uh, there's a there's a train track there. Um, that is there's there's a rule of thumb basically for those areas that you want to be like three blocks away from the train at least at least um it's it has nothing to do with like obviously it's noisy so if you're buying as a rental property there's going to be it's going to be less desirable um but it's just generally just for noise and then obviously if if there's noise then the value is going to be lower Mm -hmm. so uh for flips a lot of people like that area right there between saint albert trail and like uh 66th street just north of the yellowhead so like Baldwin, killarney lauderdale calder athlone those are the ones that are that are closer to the tracks and then above that is wellington kensington roslyn glengarry delwood belvedere those are the more desirable ones um so in around that area is a lot of people like those a lot of people like them for flipping and adding secondary suites um then west of uh downtown you're looking at like Sherwood, West Jasper Place, Crestwood, Parkview, Grosvenor, Glenora, those type of areas. Basically around the west side of the North Saskatchewan River is, is a very sought after area. A lot of people like to be close to that. Any, anywhere, anytime you're close to that river, um, it will increase the value. Um, south of the university... So McKernan, Queen Alexandra, Park Allen, Allendale. Um, and then basically just like follow our, for, for this discussion right here, follow the, the North Saskatchewan River. Um, these are the areas that uh, people like a lot. Um, Richie is getting a huge um, facelift um, for the last 10 years. Um, and then go over to... Bonnie Dune, Strathern, Hollyrood, Otwell. Um, just follow the river. Forest Heights, Terrace Heights, Fulton, not Fulton. Fulton Place, yep. Fulton Place, Goldbar, Capilano. Any Goldbar, yeah. Anywhere in around the river. Just follow the river. Mm-hmm. Um, the closer you are to the river, the higher the, the value. Um, but those are areas that like... And Beautiful, all, mature neighborhoods. Yes. Yeah. And they just Walking hop trails. on. You hop on one of those roads and it takes you right down across the bridge into downtown. Um, the, the the river goes, runs around downtown. So just if you're anywhere in or on there, it's a 10 minute drive to downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, those are, those are sought after areas. Uh, can you, can you do it in other areas in the Northeast? Yes. Can you do it in the Southeast? Yes. Can you do it in the Northwest in like, around the rest Edmonton mall area. Yes. But the ones that are the easiest are the ones around the river. Um, typically, mm-hmm. um, in those more mature neighborhoods, don't look into like the newer ones. Um, but flips can flips can happen anywhere. Um, but that's, that's generally speaking for, uh, for the, for the, for the neighborhoods for flips in Edmonton. Uh, there was one last question from Cody and Cody, I have not forgotten about you. Um, but it's, it's, it's a, full conversation and I'm trying to figure out who I should have on to talk about this. Um, I, I know how to talk about RSPs um, generally speaking, but there are some experts um, who would, who could do a full presentation and they talk about this stuff every day. That's their thing. Yeah. My thing is ass kicking. Number one, 
uh, taking action number two. Number three would be like creative strategies. So we're talking about like agreement for sales, rent to owns, fix and flips, assignments, joint ventures, raising capital. That's my jam. That's that's the stuff that I'm I'm best known for. That's the stuff I talk about on a regular basis. RRSPs, I've used RRSPs um, before for projects, um, but I'm not up to date on all the rules. Um, I can't say things for certain and I don't like being caught and quoted um, you know, doing, saying things that I, that I don't know for sure. So I'm working on finding someone who can speak on that. Um, in the meantime, what I'll do today, I'll make a note of this. I, if you follow me on, um, let's do Facebook. Um, I've got some podcasts in the past where I've talked about it or I've had a guest on, or I will find, I, I know a bunch of experts that, that know RRSPs. I will share a video or a podcast today on my uh, Facebook page uh, so that you can listen to that and, and, and know about that. Um, what time is it, Gab? 7.02. Okay, I'll quickly answer this. I'll answer your, your question very generally, Cody. Um, you cannot use RRSPs for down payment unless it is your primary residence. So you are allowed to use, uh, you are allowed to borrow your RRSPs. There's a program, the government of Canada, you can borrow your RRSPs for your first time home buyers down payment. Mm -hmm. You have to pay back over a period of time, no interest. You cannot use your other RRSP funds, your own RRSP funds for any investments, unless you pull them out and you pay taxes on them. You cannot use other people's RRSPs uh, for down payments with a conventional lender. Um, there are rules about whose RRSPs you are allowed to use that oh, talk about arm's length. Look back and we've talked about arm's length in the past. Google it. Yeah, we had Barry on talking about it too. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I don't remember what your question was specifically, but RRSPs for a down payment or JV down payment was your question. Um, typically the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have the the time or the expertise to answer with reference material. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I'm just going to crush your dreams on, uh, on Wednesday morning. Um, that way, at least you got your expectations clear. You know, you're not going to spend any more time thinking about that plan today. And you're going to move on to something else. I will follow up with reference material at another time. Does that sound fair? Sounds good. That sounds fair. Okay, great. Um, what do you title an episode like today? I always hate episodes like today because like we're just talking about a bunch of different random stuff and I never know what it to to call it. Oh, that's that's a problem for me. That's a Wayne problem, yeah. not a you problem. Today, you guys are going to go out and take action, okay? Jeez, um, for the love of God, do something. Make yourself proud on June 27th. We talked about this yesterday. I'm bringing it up again. It's in my calendar, okay? On June 27th, is going to be a day of reflection. We're going to look back on everything you've done from April 27th to June 27th. And I want you to make yourself proud on June 27th. Sakaya had a title. I wish you'd stop laughing while I'm talking. (laughs) Gabby's over here just like (laughs) giggling at the comment section instead of being a part of this conversation. She's supposed to be a (laughs) co-host. I'm like, is it something that I said? Is it something that I said? Well, stop giggling. Talking about trying to get people to be fucking serious about this, about actually being proud of yourself. I, what, on June 27th, I want you guys to look back and I want you to be 
you know, say, wow, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I did this because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be here today. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 